At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 574, March 8th. 2021 70 degrees was the high on this day in 2016 and eight below uh was the low in 1877 there is talk am i hearing an echo of some sort you're just a little static uh there is talk that tomorrow records could be broken that means tomorrow tomorrow's record high is 61 degrees uh, set in 1879 so that would have to be eclipsed and guess what i'm looking forward to mm. Ice out dates will be coming up any time now. Oh, you know, is it that time of the year again? And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi there, GLers. Hey. Good afternoon, everybody. Ow. Ow. The fully vaccinated Joe Souchere. According to the CDC, which just broke this today... Uh, fully vaccinated Americans can gather with other vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask or social distancing. This is uh, from the CDC. Oh. The recommendations also say that vaccinated people can come together in the same way with people considered at low risk for severe disease, such as vaccinated grandparents visiting healthy children and grandchildren. Uh, this guidance was announced today. Uh, but, and I, I, I'm, I'm not uh, quibbling, but it's interesting to say or it's interesting to note that fully vaccinated Americans can gather with other vaccinated people. Wouldn't that suggest that there, there will be some paperwork involved, some card we have to carry to, uh, to indicate that we've been fully vaccinated? You must show your papers. Oh, my, my father, uh, who received the Johnson shot at the Vikings outfit on Saturday, was given that card, and she said, you must fill this out and keep it with you. So they know that you've been vaccinated. Huh. Friday night, we got the second shot, and we each were told to keep our card, uh, preferably laminated and in your billfold. Like a Social Security card. It's yeah. about that size. Yeah. Like your uh, radio operator license card, the yellow thing I got from the uh, yeah. FCC. Long, I still have it. How long are we going to have to carry that? I don't know. It could reach the point where maybe the airlines will demand to see it. I have no idea oh, what's hmm. in store for us. I had but, I had a thought and a theory I developed over the weekend. What do you got? And it's already I guess somewhat starting to play out. But by the time people my age and younger become eligible to go get the vaccine, it's going to be so advanced that you know, Joe, Joe got the two oh. dose because we're already down because you you said your old man got the single <laughs> he shot. Got the single. 
So by the time it's you know so my we turn, cut, we already cut the doses in <laughs> half already because we've updated. So your theory is we're just going to have a um, like a listerine mouthwash. Yeah, oh, okay. you got to point a laser beam at you and go beep, <laughs> and you're done. T- well, I'm glad I'm holding out then because I yeah. know I'm on the bottom of the list. Right. I don't feel like I've been hit by a truck with that second shot, but I definitely got hit by a small car. Really, you felt it? Oh God, yeah, I still do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, so were you were you were down for the count over the weekend? I I remained uh, active, but at a uh, much more slower pace. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah. for my 84 year old father, the um, it didn't change his desire to consume, you know, sausage and um, <laughs> you know bacon and uh, pork loin, and, and it, the the grocery store list is still the same. No, I mean, my appetite wasn't affected or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You just you're you know one minute you got the chills, the next minute you got a little fever, then the fever breaks, and then you're fine for a while, and then you're back and forth to sweating oh, and blah blah blah. Yeah. That's me on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a menopause for Kenny. <laughs> and then and then day four he's got to change his chill boys. Right. No, yeah. Right. No. In the well, middle of the afternoon. Get a little trouble there. Bath right? in the creek. <laughs> yeah. And you go find me a big puddle. Oh. The. Uh, trial of uh, Chauvin has been delayed or put on hold because the uh, apparently the defense has won some time uh, to additionally prepare now that the third degree charge has been added to the accusations that was anticipated. So jury selection has paused. Uh, apparently that has not stopped the gathering of uh, as many as hundreds of people downtown we are equipped throughout the trial to constantly touch base with a couple of people uh, one of whom's going to be who's ever representing channel 5 tv down there with the camera uh, and the other is a fellow who works at ground zero a gler who has volunteered uh, to check in with us when we need him and we're going to do that but uh today uh today would be there's no reason to really check in with anybody because nothing right. is happening Nothing is happening yeah. today. Eric, is it Shalow? I, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Yeah. Weekend yeah. anchor. Yeah. Um, he said he's willing to come on whenever we need him. Oh, good. So Well, we'll, we'll go to wh- whoever we need on a daily basis if we need to. But again, today, fortunately, there's no disruptions. There's no problem. I did read the jury questionnaire that was sent to me by a couple of people. Oh. And uh, unless you can get this guy to Mars and have a trial, I... I don't, I don't see how there could be any outcome other than the anticipated outcome. I was reading this morning that one of the questions was, have you ever been strangled by a police officer? Is that right? I did not see that one. Yeah. You okay. can look them up yourself. Here, I'll tell you how to do it. Uh-oh. W, you could, w, W, No, you, well, well you can do it. No, I'm very serious. I'm very serious. You, GLers might want to read... Might want to read this jury questionnaire. And, uh, oh, great. I think I deleted it. Well, then it's never, you can never retrieve it again. Damn it. <laughs> never to be seen yep. again. Oh, oh wait, here, oh, here, here it is. Okay. Here, here it is. Here we go. Uh, www. Oh, my God. Sure. Dot MN Courts, one word, Min Courts, dot gov. Slash <laughs> Mincourts Gov mm-hmm. <laughs> Slash 
media uh, slash high profile cases. Or I'll just post this to the Garage Logic Facebook page and people can see it uh, and on our that? social media oh. channels. Here I found the question I saw this morning, Joe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is courtesy of the New York Times. They published the entire. There's a, there's a number of questions on here, but this uh, is part three, labeled police contacts. Question number eight under that category: Have you ever been restrained or put in a chokehold, for example, by law enforcement or during a self defense class? Yes or no. If yes, please explain. That was the question I was referring hmm. to. Who was, who was the wrestler who put the sleeper hold on people? That's the Vern Gagne. No. No, there was somebody else. That, was it the claw? But the claw did the, uh, he did the claw. Baron Von well, Raschke did the claw. Well, it was either Vern or Baron. I was writing something about something, about them maybe, and they did that to me. They, they gave me the sleeper hole. What it does, it's, it cuts off the blood in your carotid arteries. Nice. I, I, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. probably deserved it, though. Yeah, it shuts you up for a while, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Rook found it. Is this, I think we have audio of it in, during a match. Do the hammer lock. Yeah, wasn't it the hammer lock? It was the hammer yeah. lock. I do the hammer lock. Turkey necks. What was the backing yeah. band for that, I wonder? One of the local garage groups. Was that the episode where you basically just mentioned... His passing, yes. During the top of the hour, yes. and you spent the whole show taking calls. One of my, favorite shows. One we, of my uh, favorite shows. We did. It, it spilled over to the next day as well. Yeah. Wow. Because people were, and Joe said, during the, sh- I just mentioned that he died, and all these Reggie Lazarski uh, fans came out of the woodwork. It was great. Boy, and we discovered backing up to the pay window. <laughs> oh no, Kenny, you're wrong. You should listen to it. He, uh, it, I'm it, he was. Wrong. He was really a sweet, sweet human being. I was well there, Joe. Out. Yeah, oh, I remember yeah. it well. Just a sweet guy. Jeez. Well, I'm going through this entire questionnaire, which is, I'm on page, it's 16 pages long. Right, right. But like you said, how are they going to find anybody that doesn't have a, an well, opinion the, on this? The, the general dynamic of it is, uh, are you aware of this guy? Well, well who isn't? Right. And I'm, if you if you aren't aware, do you want that person on your jury? Yeah. Yes, you do. That's who you want. Well, I know. But, exactly. But, but what I'm saying is that person is so out of it that how do you not? That's, it's, it's, it's the other end of the spectrum. Who is this person that doesn't know about this? A shooting occurred in at 38th in Chicago. Injuring one and killing one. Saturday. Sometime after the dinner hour. Uh, for some reason, the reporting of that did not make the print editions of either the St. Paul Sunday Pioneer Press or the Minneapolis Sunday Star Tribune. It did, however, make the website stories in both the St. Paul Pioneer Press and the Star Tribune. I personally think it's the biggest story, and it's so connected to the trial, but it, it's the biggest story we've seen in the last year. The police, and it's very interesting the way this was covered, in both the Minneapolis and St. Paul online versions yesterday, 
Both papers reported that the police, according to a news release from the police department, when officers arrived at the shooting scene, they were, quote, met with interference, close quote, Hmm. which is a polite way of saying they weren't wanted there by the highwaymen and women who, who run that intersection as a lawless autonomous zone. In today's print editions, we get the story. And the St. Paul paper uh, was faithful to its online version story yesterday, and we learned that, yes, in the St. Paul version of the story, uh, police were met with interference. The Star Tribune uh, went a long distance away from their online story. And today, on page A5, the incident at this so-called George Floyd Square is only part of a roundup of three weekend shootings in Minneapolis. Uh, One man was killed and two men injured in three weekend shootings. Uh, The homicide happened close to the scene of George Floyd's death nearly a year ago at the intersection of 38th and Chicago. The man died at Hennepin County Medical Center after the shooting around 5.45 p.m. Saturday. Again, that's so early in the evening, I'm wondering why that didn't make the print editions of the Sunday papers. Uh, Authorities did not release the victim's identity, but friends and colleagues identified him as Imez Wright, 30, of Minneapolis. And and then we go on to hear that, that Wright worked for Change, Inc., a Twin Cities organization where he was part of a team of 10 social service staffers who mentor black youth in St. Paul. The Ramsey County program is funded by the State Department of Human Services. He was training to be a mental health uh, practitioner. It is a huge loss for our organization and our team, said Quentin Bonds, one of the supervisors. Our team is like family. We lost a family member. Mm. Wright had a tempestuous youth with a long list of petty offenses, many of them traffic incidents. He also had a conviction for domestic abuse and another for the sale of narcotics in 2012. Bond said that Wright told him that he wanted to help steer young people in the right direction. He always said he wishes he would have known better. Bond said he was very authentic. Uh, Steve Floyd, one of Wright's supervisors and co-founder of the Agape Movement, a community protection program for the George Floyd Square area, said Wright was passionate about changing his life. Uh, Police, uh, few details on the shooting were available. Uh, Police spokesman John Elder said initial findings indicate that the victim and a suspect had been arguing. After the shooting, the suspect fled in a light-colored suburban that was struck by gunfire. And that's the end of the George Floyd reporting. We get no mention in this roundup of shootings in today's print version of the Star Tribune that the police were met with interference. It seems to be taken as an acceptance. Hmm. Well, it sounds like this guy, this this victim, you know how the, there's the cliche when somebody we lose, oh, he was just trying to turn his life around. Mm-hmm. This guy from 2012, it sounds like he did. He had turned his life around. But this is what the citizens are faced with here is half the story. Yeah. It's half the story. I know now more than I ever uh, realized I would know about the fellow who was murdered Saturday, but the police have few details. 
So why am I being given this glowing account of this fellow's troubled life that he apparently is in the process of turning around? I'm given half the story. The police are not allowed to give me the other half of the story. Yeah, that's bad. And then in today's Pioneer Press Online, let me get to that because you'll find this interesting. Uh, uh, in today's Pioneer Press Online story of this, which I'll scroll down to because I need to get her name correctly. Uh, just hang with me. A man fatally shot at George Floyd Square Saturday night. And I click on that story, and we get a beautiful color photo of a woman. Uh, by, by beautiful, I mean it's a very colorful photo. Okay. We, get a, we get a photograph of a woman named Eliza Wesley, known to the community as the gatekeeper of George Floyd Square. The gate, we've got a gatekeeper. There's a gatekeeper. Like a, to a castle. Now, <laughs> no, meaning she makes the decision as to who I, comes in and who doesn't? I, I, I think that's a reasonable suspicion. Or she calls for backup if uh, we've got some uh, uh, police officers here and we don't know why they're here. You need to come to the front gate. Is she the same one that issued out the list of demands? That I don't know. I wish somebody researched that for me really quickly. Uh, Rook, uh, list of demands given to Mayor Fry from 38th and Chicago. Got it. See if you can find it. Uh, I do not think it was this Eliza Wesley, who apparently is the gatekeeper. Uh, people, uh, this is insanity. This is madness. It, it's one thing to uh, block an intersection and, and pretend it's a sacred site and have powwow fires and burn pits and have your community meetings and pray for justice. That's, that's all one thing. But you're killing people here, and you're not involving the police. Not you. Not you. I don't know who killed him. But his shooting, his shooting death arose from whatever was taking place inside that autonomous zone. And no police, police apparently are more than willing uh, to acquiesce to the, uh, the gatekeepers of 38th in Chicago. Do you think that in some way they, and I hate trying to side with them in any way, but do you think they intentionally decided not to attempt to reopen this until after the trial is over? Who's they? The, the, the mayor and the city council. Well, remember, it was going to be opened, and then they did not have the willpower to bring that about. So then they said, well, we'll open it after the trial. I have no evidence to believe it'll be opened after the trial. Okay. I believe, again, that in the hands of these adult children who run the city, they, they apparently are okay with the idea that there is a, a lawless square block and that what takes place there is none of our business yeah up to apparently and including murder god knows what else is going on there we'll draw your own conclusion and the the i said last week late last week the the star tribune is proving to be 
to me anyway, proving to be terribly disappointing in the way they're handling this story. Not, not the whole story, the whole story. But let's just take the murder at 38th in Chicago. That's a front page story. Mm-hmm. That's a front page story. It should be from the state's leading newspaper. That should be a front page story that essentially says lawlessness has reached the point now where there is murder at 38th in Chicago and the police were interfered with, which is a euphemism for saying that the police apparently uh, might have gained access, let's say. Let's mm-hmm. say the police might have gained access to, uh, to uh, maybe they were granted permission to enter past the barricade. Jeez. Okay, what, what, they, what they then were confronted with was com- the complete absence of information. Maybe they were in there and they asked questions and everyone clammed up and miraculously shell casings were missing. Uh, they, they had nothing to go on. They weren't met with interference, meaning if they did get in, it sounds like a reasonable thing to conclude would be that no one in there talked to them about this shooting. All right, I think I found it. This is from August 9th of 2020, and this is that's a, about right. This yep. is a Care 11 story with the title: "Before 38th in Chicago reopens, some residents have a list of demands for the city." There's three names involved in this. Uh, the first is uh, Marsha Howard. That who, rings a bell. Who says, "Quote: yeah. As long as we occupy that space, we're in control." Uh, There is another quote by a local resident uh, of the name Janelle Austin. We want, quote, quote, we want to be able to speak to the mayor and we want the mayor to actually take seriously all requests which are actionable. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading a list of the demands. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. listed here as well. Uh, I think it's Marsha Howard is the name we were looking for. Yes. An investment in jobs in this neighborhood and independent prosecution of police who are involved in shooting of civilians, killing of civ- and killing of civilians, said Howard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, they, I think they wanted some the, money, uh, too. Yeah, they did. Did you see the witness shot video of the shooting when that happened? That's been released. Um on a few websites here in town. Did you see Are you that? talking are you talking the one Saturday night? Yeah. I have not seen it. No. It's uh, it's pretty stark to know that this happened, I mean, within feet of where the roses, uh, the bed of roses and the little fenced off area is, you know, from when Floyd and uh, Chauvin had their interaction there when he was killed. It's it's just, it's incredible. It's wild. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> What's incredible is the precedent this is establishing. Uh, why should we have confidence? And we've we've discussed this. Why should we have confidence that five, six, seven, eight square blocks of Minneapolis will not be a carbon copy of Thirty Eighth in Chicago? As the summer plays out, the trial drags on. What evidence do we have? that that won't happen. Because what we do know is there is no political will, there might be law enforcement will, but there's no political will to prevent that from happening. This is Andrea Jenkins' ward where 38th in Chicago is. There's not been one word from her 
or any city council member or the mayor on the murder of this fellow at 6 p.m. Saturday night in broad daylight at 38th and Chicago, and the and the and the city's own police force is not allowed to investigate. There hasn't been a word from the mayor or the city council people. It's embarrassing. Well, it's it's unheard of. This is a major American city that is allowing lawlessness. The police are doing what they can. And, and, and for the people who support what's taking place inside this so-called autonomous zone at 38th and Chicago, they should be very grateful to the police. I mean, that's, that's oxymoronic right. because you need the police to solve this, but the police are acquiescing to you people in there making your demands. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, again, I continue to be uh, concerned that uh, it's going to be a long, hot summer. Mm. It, it's you know what you know what happens to too much time passes for. Let's say Andrea Jenkins came to her senses and suddenly developed a spine and went over to 38th in Chicago with a bullhorn and said, this is it. I represent this area. You people have had enough. It's too lawless. It's, we're, we're, we're reopening, and I don't care what you think about it. Well, A, she's not going to do that. And B, she's waited so long that her, her words now would have no meaning. No, none. Right. None whatsoever. Right. And if she were to do that, think of the type of... Uh, assistance that she would need. In right. other words, you know, she's going to need at least what six officers go with her, and who knows what else? Probably the National Guard. I think she was among the council members who early on uh, had the taxpayers foot the bill for her private security. That's, That's right. right. Yep. Oh yeah. If the town had any spine at all, the mayor and all of the council members would be down there as the barricades were coming down. All yep. of them would be right. standing there. And Every single o- one of them. Not only are they not down there, and apparently are not going to be down there, not one word about a murder there Saturday night. Yeah, they don't acknowledge that. No, not at all. <clears throat> and this, is, this, historically, is where newspapers step forward to champion their town. And by championing their town, the Star Tribune, in my estimation, needs to take a far more active role in revealing the dangers of what can happen when the political class allows a square block to be taken over by the unelected, up to and including, as we now know, murder. And I think it's the absence of that kind of coverage in the Star Tribune, which remains an influential paper. It's the absence of that kind of coverage that is aiding and abetting the lawlessness. If it's seen as the norm and it's just going to be ignored, then how can this not continue to be the norm? It won't improve. How can this not continue to be the norm? 
Do you want the new normal in your city to be there are certain areas where anything can happen to you at all and the police will never get to the bottom of it? That's things of movies. That's Hollywood. That doesn't happen in real life. That's, that's <laughs> in the Joe, it's not just... It's not just 38th and Chicago that's seeing that lack of response or no response at all from the police. It's all over Minneapolis. We have a mutual friend who owns a duplex down by Minnehaha Falls, and uh, they had to chase away an intruder that was breaking into one of the units. Cops never came, didn't show up. Do, do you know why? I mean, well, were, yeah, they I know why were they they're... called? Oh, yeah, they were called. Uh, but, yeah, we know why. They're too damn busy. There's yeah. not enough cops. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. And when we have a catch and release program. Right. The, Doesn't the, matter. The cops He's got nine prior convictions. Right. We had the story, was it two weeks ago, of the guy that had nine felony convictions. And he was out with no bail. Oh, the guy that kept robbing the, uh, what's the, what's uh, the, the saloon gnome. on Selby? The gnome. The, the, gnome. the gnome. Happy gnome. The gnome. That's the one Carter blamed to the pandemic when it turns yeah. out it was a 54-year-old career criminal. It right. had nothing to do with the pandemic. Well, right. Joey's hungry because of the pandemic. Right, right. No, he's right. hungry because he's a thief. There is, there is in the Twin Cities, a segment of the population who, and I, I believe they're sincere, who sincerely believe that the people occupying 38th in Chicago are aggrieved, uh, deserve this occupation as a means of hoping to end what they're aggrieved about, which they believe to be their mistreatment at the hands of police. There is a segment of the Twin Cities population who understands that and and believes it. I don't know how they can justify, however, a murder, which has nothing to do with being aggrieved, has nothing to do with treatment by police, it, it's an outgrowth of the lawlessness that is compelled by the very fact you let the whole area get out of hand now for one year. Yeah, no turning back. And I don't for a minute believe that will be reopened after the trial. I do not believe that. I'll, I'll eat my hat if I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see it. I just don't see how that can be reopened. Don't eat your hat. Just have a red yeah, you Savoy. Don't to, that's pretty drastic. A red Savoy? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. Okay. I got a note from Brian Gullickson. No, he says uh, Marconi from Bologna, Italy. Mm. Uh, last month, I was trying to figure out what kind of food to put on my family. I decided to check out the Red Savoy app on my phone. I had downloaded a few days prior after hearing you guys go on and on about how great it is. I've known about Savoy's for a long time and have had it in the past, but this is my first time ordering it via the app. It couldn't have been easier. I selected my store, Egan, selected my crust, added my toppings, Savoy's original sausage, pepperoni, bacon, not Canadian, and the half green olives, cooked well done, man after my own heart. Mm. I also threw in an order of barbecued boneless wings just for fun and then remembered something about a GL code at checkout. Bam, free wings. On the order screen, my delivery time estimate was 45 minutes. No big deal. I clicked order, salivating at the thought of this delicious food being on its way. That's what happens. About 10 minutes later, my phone rang. 
It was a St. Paul number that I didn't recognize. I answered, and it was none other than Reed Daniels at the St. Paul's Red Savoy Pizza. He said because of ongoing internet issues, my order was sent to their location by mistake, but that he had someone calling my order down to Egan as we spoke. Flabbergasted that the president of Red Savoy was calling me about this, I just muttered a thanks for letting me know, no problem. He thanked me for my order and said they'd get it to me as soon as possible. Expecting now that it would take even longer than originally estimated, I was trying to figure out how to tell my famished family that the food would be late. Mm. However, at the 40-minute mark from the time I placed the original order, my doorbell rang. It was the delivery driver from Savoy's dropping off my hot, fresh pizza and wings. When I got the food inside, I found that they also included two humongous chocolate chip cookies for the trouble. I was so impressed with their personal attention to customer service and communication that I planned to order from them again and and soon. And the food was delicious. It's that simple, people. Nice. You get the Reds app or go to SavoyPizza.com and you get right now they'll throw in some cheese bread for you on them they'll pick up the cheese bread and uh, but you got to do that's online only you got to do it on you got to do it on the app we're talking red savoy the original recipe soda style sota since 1965 and man has red savoy made it easy there's one near you because they are now all over the metro apple valley yeah i just got a text earlier today oh yeah what's the code for the free garlic bread cheese joe Joe. Joe. I said Check that's out a tome right away. Boom. Joe at checkout. Apple Valley, Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville, Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, St. Paul, downtown, uh, White Bear Avenue in St. Paul, Snelling Avenue in St. Paul, Vadness Heights in Woodbury. It is the best. It has been since 1965, and it continues to be, and they're good people. Red Savoy Pizza for you. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. It's a 70s funk here, man, isn't it? Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah, baby. Crazy baseline. Well, the Seafoam Works stories have been rolling in nonstop, proving that Seafoam truly is the best thing we could ask for in a world of bad gas. From old tractors with carburetors the size of rookies' head to uh, semi-new weed whippers with carbs the size of rookies. Uh, what? Well, uh, yeah, never Probably mind. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I love these stories where the GLers, when dealing with serious sputter, when it's really bad, they just dump it right into the carbs, almost flooding the engine out. And then when it stops sputtering, they just go ahead and pour the rest of the can into the gas tank, and baby, she runs like a champ forevermore. But it's also helped me keep my injectors clean. It's not just for carburetors. Uh, it's fantastics on these diesels if your deal is uh, rolling coal. I've also switched over to Deep Creep as penetrating oil and seafoam spray as a cleaner and a lube. It kind of took place of the carb cleaner. Wonderful products from a wonderful company, and they're based right here in Eden Prairie and readily available all over the globe. Send your seafoam work stories to Ken Olson at Gar- oh, wait 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 back up K Olson oh. at garagelogic.com. They go into a hat and then we choose winners on Fridays. A truly wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Hmm. My uh, the, the kids I used to have uh Got one of those big strings going, texting strings last night. Mm-hmm. 
because they were all watching this Oprah interview of uh, oh. Harry and Meghan. I watched which it. I, I figured you would. Yeah. yeah. And uh, right next to my wife. I bet you did. Yep. Holding hands. Holding hands. Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> Aren't you embarrassed? Did no, I watch serious it? question. Serious question. Did you take that seriously, or did you watch it for your amusement? Uh, I wanted to see what she had to say about the royals. I, I like the royals, and I if I can get any inside information, I would want that. And I think she, I think she uh, dumped a lot of stuff, and I believe a lot of it. I think she, I think she and her husband are the most are the two most tone deaf people in the world. And I thought it was pathetic. And uh, I like the Royals, too. But I, I only like them because they entertain me. To expect me to take them seriously is preposterous. Well, I... They I, live in a $14.5 million California mansion on the ocean. And they th- they're just saying, we just want to lead an authentic life. They're idiots. They're idiots. You know they're what? complete idiots. Yeah, but they, they broke through uh, the... Oh, the, 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 the uh, anyway, I'm sorry I brought it up because oh, okay. I don't want to entertain your thoughts on it because i'm not going to take you seriously <laughs> you know what i thought the most depressing aspect of it because i personally don't care i've never gotten the allure i get that people do yep do you guys realize that 17 million people tuned in for that yesterday mm-hmm. that, that's depressing you know what else you know what else is depressing the New York Times has a columnist uh, named Charles Blow, and I believe he's an African American fellow. Okay, and he's now uh, he not only was all for oh he's uh, Joe's brother, I think so. He's he was not only all for uh, canceling uh, Dr. <laughs> Seuss, he's now going after Pepe Le Pew. Oh, uh, and Speedy Gonzalez. Yep, uh, Pepe Le Pew. Uh, propagates rape culture. Oh, he forces he forces himself on the, right. uh, oh, on the, the female other felines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's always a cat. And yeah. Peppy right. is a skunk. Right, Peppy's right. a skunk, and but Peppy right. thinks the cat is a skunk. Right, but it's See, the same the, skunk. Or the, the same cat, cat always walks under something white and gets paint. white paint yes, on its exactly. Back. Yeah, dumb yeah. cat. So anyway, that's got to go, and Peppy's got to go, and, and Speedy's got to go, and, and the whole deal. You know who but, I hate, who I want to see go? Huh. Tweety Bird. I Tweety really Bird. hate I that Tweety little Bird. bastard. Yeah. Just once I'd like to see that cat just crush that rotten little monster <laughs> Tweety What Bird. is French and smells like white paint? Peppy Le Pew. Peppy Le Pew's girlfriend. Oh, I see. Here, here's the deal. Uh, we're witnessing insanity. We're witnessing. Yes, insanity. we are. The, 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 the buck has so to stop insane. somewhere. It's got to stop somewhere. There, there's, it's, it's the Samer theory. I think people are going crazy. I really do. Yeah, I'm with you. I think people are going nuts. See, I, I think it's more than that. I think it's people that have discovered that this is a line of work that they can profit from, whether it's um, trying to sell a book. Uh, but there, there's this. We've mentioned it a million times. There's this generation coming out of the failed academy that thinks that this is progress. And, oh, by the way, I can make a couple of bucks while pursuing this as a career? That's what this is. And it's never going to stop. If Charles Blow can get worked up about a 75-year-old cartoon skunk... Why can't he get? He'll, he's not written one word yet about the behavior of Andrew Como. Right, but he's worked up about a skunk, a cartoon mm. skunk. I think people are going crazy. 
I really do. Mm. I think 17 million people who watched Megan and Harry are, have gone insane, including you, rookie. Yeah. Well, I was insane a long time ago. Right. But that's nuts. These aren't people to be taken seriously. These are fools. No, that's I, uh, the Royals. Rookie, are, I don't want to hear your views. I don't want to entertain your views. Yeah, but I'm saying the 17. Uh, you're 17 million people wrong, though. Uh, okay, oh, I think I'm willing right. to. I'm willing. To um, I just mean as far as the, the Royals, interest. Go ahead, Kenny. For me personally, the best part of this is that uh, this morning on the uh, the gossip station that I work for, uh, celebrity talk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I basically just backed up to the pay window and sat there and uh, counted my Nodded. money because I, I, I didn't say two words. Because <laughs> the hosts, I suppose, were pretty taken with the interview. Oh, my goodness, were they? Wow. <laughs> wow. States of arousal, I bet, yes. Oh, my I, word. I want to clean up a couple of notes from late last week. And I'm going to start with, uh, you'll recall, I believe it was Friday. Rook, I think you were here. Yep. We discussed the Ramsey County Commissioner, uh, Jim McDonough, who said that uh, public outcry uh, at the closing of the Ponds Golf Course was white privilege white because privilege, they wrote yeah. letters and contacted their commissioners. That's white privilege. And uh, I think he's a, a precious, uh, silly, silly human being. But what we didn't. Uh, explore and there's nothing to explore because it doesn't exist he might have gotten away with that nonsense had there been an equal public outcry from people of color to get rid of the golf course in order to build more subsidized housing that's not the case there's been no movement uh, in the northern fringes of Maplewood by people of color or marginalized people who have been campaigning mightily to get rid of the golf course, they don't exist. So that just further gives uh, a short shrift to his preposterous claim that people doing exactly what they're supposed to do when dealing with City Hall only did it as a result of white privilege, which is nonsense. The second story I wanted to come back and touch on <clears throat> was we learned that uh, John Thompson, uh, the bad guy, who won a legislative seat, uh, was proposing some sort of bill in the House to give black people money because he wanted, he thinks they deserve their fair share. And, and uh, we learned today from uh, a story in the Alpha News website that Governor Walls reportedly is supporting Thompson's desire oh boy. to create a bill. Uh, but I've tried to read about it. it, it it's, it's John Thompson, so there's, there's not a great deal of hope for some intellect here. But there's no structure to his proposal. There's no, uh, there's no plan. He wants his handout. He wants a half a billion dollars to be used exclusively to end systemic racism, which means nothing. It's just a buzzword. And that only black people can get the money. Mm. Only black people can get the money. Okay. And that it's uh, he might he would he would have classes for example to uh, instruct people at how to uh, he would have education programs exclusively for black people uh, and only only blacks could teach the classes and on and on and on why don't we just call this what it is he's he's in there looking for reparations for some reason it's one hundred percent what this is and he uh, shouldn't even be a legislator. He's a legislator with the full support and endorsement of DFL leadership, and he behaves 
He behaved criminally last summer. We've been through that a million times. He threatened to burn down a town. He behaved criminally. And, of course, didn't get prosecuted, didn't get arrested. And now he's a legislator, and this is what he's brought to the table, a demand for a half a billion dollars of Minnesota taxpayer money. But he'll never get his wish. Well, don't be so sure. Really? Well, you got this giant surplus now. He only wants 30% of the surplus. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing, fellas. It's, it's, it's amazing. I can see him achieving some triumph somehow with this nonsense, that he'll, that he'll succeed in some way. But you need adults on the other side of the table from him to point out, sir, you, you have no plan here. You have no structure for this. You don't even know what a half billion dollars means. You, it sounds good. Right. We want our fair share. Well, that's not really the, well, whatever. I, I think, I'll go back to my opening statement of the segment. I think people are going nuts. I do too. I think people, I don't know if it's cell phone radiation waves. Uh, it is something samer. in the water. Samer. Or, it's Samer theory. Joe, and it why affects would everybody. Step... Go ahead, Kenny. Why would anybody step up and do this uh, if they won't even acknowledge what he did in Hugo? Yeah, he I mean, was nobody's... never even called out by his own party. Yeah, his own, nobody in his own party is going to do this. I said, he's in the legislature with the full weight and support of DFL leadership. Yeah. They could have had him off the ballot. Yeah. But, but they were more interested in getting him elected. Right. No, nothing to bring to the table. No, no wisdom about the political process. Nothing. Nobody zero. Can, he he can threaten to burn a town down though. Yeah, yes. that's, that, that's what he's got. He's got the threat to burn the town. Plus, down. we've got this big budget surplus plan, so we got plenty of money he can dip into that for. Well, I said if he got his way, he'd get thirty percent of the surplus. Yeah. And then drive around town in an ice cream truck with that little music going, the calliope <laughs> music, and hand every black person a check. I don't understand what's taking place. I'll take really mine don't. in cash. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll be glad that I'm on a scooter this summer. Uh, if if various debris hits the fan and I want to take a look at it, I, I don't want to be in a car. I want to be on my scooter, my Yamaha scooter. Right now it's in storage at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake because they did some work for me and they stored it over the winter. There's and debris! That, debris! But if I'm on that scooter, which turns every urban errand into an adventure, I can get in and out of places. I'm being serious. I can get in and out of places. I, I, I won't have to get trapped. I could go up and over curbs and onto sidewalks and across lawns if I have to. Okay, 007. Yeah, yeah. almost well. outrun the people that are chasing him, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, EcoFun Motorsports right now has a beat-the-spring rush. The sale prices are on the Bintelli e-bikes, the scooters the youth recreational equipment, the full line of Yamaha products, the helmets and the apparel. And uh, despite this warm weather, we're probably not in the clear yet. And in the event you don't want to bring it home on the day of your purchase this week, uh, they'll store it for you until you come back. You might not have the vehicle that could hold it or what have you. They'll store it for you indoors until full spring is broken and you're ready to hit the bike trails and the 
in the streets with your urban scooter. You have to be careful on those. You plan out your route. I can help you uh, with my advising. Yeah, I, he's, I, a, I, he's available for, he's a, cons- a consultant. I'm no. a consultant. I'm a, right. Uh, rookie's scooter got a scooter. Ride consultant. I have a scooter. Is your scooter even running? Uh, yes, it is. Did they take care of it for you? No, I never brought it up. I, I never had them pick it up. I forgot about it. I should have. I looked at it today, and I went, if I would have brought it up there, it would be ready because they would have had the battery all set and ready to go. And that's what Tim told me. Call me and tell me. Then I forgot about it because it was buried in the garage. But I'm doing it next year because it t- takes up room, and then they have it ready to ride. Ready it's, to ride at EcoFun. It's uh, right on Highway 61. Where else? It's called EcoFun Motorsports. It's in downtown Forest Lake. The world experts on electric bikes, electric assist bikes, and those scooters. You'll enjoy it. It's great fun at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. University of Garage Logic 98. College of Self Esteem. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Time for a hot take. I'm calling BS on winter returning. Well, here yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. right to the beach with this. Look song. at that. It, it, might, it might snow again, but you guys know it's not going to last long. And you better have that lawnmower ready to rock if you're a Pro Turf customer. If you're not a Pro Turf customer, seriously, you better be living in an apartment somewhere because homeowners. You need to know that beautiful lawn all season long, one click away, professionalturf.com. I'm talking a lawn so thick and luscious that it'll, it'll make your neighbors hate you. Thick and happy and free of weeds, dandelions, and all the other unsightly issues. And it'll all be thanks to professionalturf.com. You click that link and schedule your free in-person estimate. You sign up for a summer of lawn design, uh, delight. The highly experienced service techs, they're going to show up anywhere, depending on your lawn, anywhere from three to four times a season. They apply a combination of environmentally friendly, it's weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers. And when you make it onto that website, I want you to make sure you look at some of the landscape projects they've done. They built a paver patio in my backyard for me. They pulled out some really gross hedges and planted arborvitae and flowers and it really made my jury backyard delightful uh, and don't forget they'll also service your irrigation system too it's our one-stop website for exceptional lawn and landscape and irrigation service and of course the best lawn on the block professionalturf.com gas buddy analyst patrick dehan argued Monday that the price at the pump is soaring due to increased demand coupled with the fact that the organization of the petroleum exporting countries, OPEC, is not opening the spigot. Dehan was referencing the fact last week OPEC's leaders and their allies agreed to maintain production cuts for all countries except Russia and Kazakhstan. The news caused West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, the U.S. benchmark, to spike. Uh, Dehan provided the insight on mornings with Maria on Monday. I don't know what show that is. Is that a Fox News Channel show? I don't know Maria. I haven't watched one, but I'm sure it is, yeah. Adding that he believes gas prices could increase even more by spring. He noted that U.S. oil production is still over 2 million barrels lower than last year and that OPEC is continuing its production cuts, not increases. Just in the last week alone, after OPEC announced these extensions to the cuts, oil prices jumped another 12%. Man Jeez. alive. 
Uh, Mornings with Maria is an American opinion news and business television program appearing on Fox Business Network. Uh, the attacks, let's see, Brent crude reached $71. Uh, the recent rally in the oil markets has pushed the crude prices to their highest levels since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, fueled by recovering gas demand and production cuts. So in other words, as we seemingly pull out of the depths of the uh, coronavirus uh, and start driving more, uh, the demand has... Uh, collided with a drop in the production of gasoline. And so the price at the pump keeps rising. So your president had nothing to do with this? I believe he did. I, I believe he did. Gas prices have been increasing at the pump for the past few weeks, reaching a national average of $2.77 a gallon as of Monday, which is 39 cents higher than the same time last year. Dehan noted that Americans are getting out more, and the global recovery from the pandemic, coupled with the fact that OPEC supply is not opening the spigot, are all factors contributing to the rise in prices at the pump. Dehan said that the uh, that Americans are really starting to get out more and more, as well as the attack on Saudi on the Saudis and last week's OPEC decision not to raise oil production is really causing gas prices to soar. He said that drivers could see a national average of $3 a gallon as early as April. He noted that gasoline demand this summer could start to approach demand of normal levels. All right. Americans have been locked down for a long time. A lot of them are really trying to get out. Uh, and then the stimulus might put more money in people's pockets. Uh, whatever amounts of the stimulus actually have anything to do with getting to the people who need it. And so there you have it, folks. You're paying more and more and more at the pump. And we are, uh, I think we do have a political administration that's not bothered by that. No. We have a political no. administration that uh, is very willing to be party to the demonization of the internal combustion engine. Party! Yeah, and... Uh, more did and more the, of the electric vehicles. Did the weather in Texas last month and the resulting uh, shutdowns of the refineries have anything to do with the prices we're paying right now today? Yes, because uh, major refineries ha had to shut down because of the cold. I'll see if he addresses that here, but I read that somewhere else. Well, uh, I would hope when they come back up online that they'll the zip price down will right level away? out. Mm -hmm. At least level out or stop the rapid increase. Does it usually work that that way? Well, the other the other thing the pandemic brought about is that, according to this fellow, many U.S. producers cut production significantly, and others filed for bankruptcy protection, and workers in the industry lost thousands of jobs. And, and then, now you've got a guy that wants to shut down Line Three and shut down Keystone. And uh, did you note that we just had the big train derailment in Plymouth? Sure did. If right. only there was some way to transport things like sulfur and uh, kerosene and what have you. Now, now, gratefully, nothing leaked out of those tankers that the that uh, derailed in Plymouth. Nothing leaked. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you just sooner see that stuff be in a pipeline? Do you think that the president will bring any of this up on Thursday? Because I doubt he will. What's Thursday? Well, isn't he giving his first public address? I'm, I'm unaware of that. Oh. Uh, Boy, is there be, any way to look? That's got to be must-watch TV. 
Biden will Is deliver. Is there any oh, way sorry, to look here. up what the price of gas was last year at this time? Because they say demand is on the increase. But I'm pretty sure before the shutdown and COVID and all that, the price of gas was fairly cheap, was it not? Boy, was it we got to right around two dollars. We got to give Kenny some more uh, coins because you, he keeps he keeps repeating things that I've already just covered. Gas prices, Kenny, have been increasing at the pump for the past few weeks, reaching a national average of two dollars and seventy-seven cents a gallon. You didn't hear my question. Which is 39 cents higher than this same date last year. So what's 277 minus 39? Maybe Math guy? 258. You yes. don't understand my question. Well, try me again, because I think I just answered. 248. Why was gas stable last year at this time? when the demand was higher than what it is now. The demand for gas steadily dropped over the spring and summer and fall. Due to COVID. And the demand is just now going up, but the price is skyrocketing, far beyond where it was last year at this time. Last year, well, I'll answer it two ways. Last year at this time, a gallon of gas average was $2.38. Today, it's $2.77. And based on my limited ability to understand the petroleum market, the reason for that is as we emerge from mm -hmm. the pandemic and drive more, right. the production capacity is not up to snuff yet. And I believe I could add to that uh, more insight as to why the price of gas has remained stable. You guys asked for it, technically. See, it goes low. Now here, it's gonna, it's gonna go high. Right it's gonna go high here. That's what a little bump in the road. Finish strong. There you go. One more dime. Honest to God. Honest. You know why? Why God? Why am I cursed like this? So we go up, down, up, down. Right. In, out. You know, it's the it's the high pitched one at the end that really seals it for me. That's the last effort. As we call that last effort. I haven't missed mass in ages. Why am I being punished? This punishment is the craziness. Uh, by the way, Biden will deliver a primetime address on Thursday, marking the first anniversary of the pandemic in the U.S. Happy anniversary, boys! Just, just think of what that's meant. Seriously, uh, for one year. Our lives have essentially been in the hands of Tim Walls. Yep. Really. Our lives have been completely controlled from the governor's office. I never thought I would see it. The day. And, and we just all accepted it. Yesterday, at, uh, uh, some video was shown during the uh, Arnold Palmer Golf Classic. Uh, of the players getting the word a year ago at the Players' Championship that it was it was one of the first events called off because of the pandemic, and it showed them all dragging their bags out to their cars and turning off the lights and leaving. Mm. Oh, really? Because I thought it was the, uh, uh, the basketball game, the golfers, remember? Well, everything pretty much shut down by, what was it? St. Patrick's Day? Well, uh, yes. the golfers were playing the f one of the first games of the Big Ten tournament, and when the uh, this game after them was supposed to start, they were warming up, and then everybody was told to leave the facility. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
That won't be a problem for the Gophers this year. Right. They ain't getting invited right. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Do they? What's that other tournament? The the not invited. The NIT. NIT. Is they still have that? I think national so. champion. National but champion. They might. They might not be having it this year because of the obvious circumstances. Yeah. I got a, a poem here from Scott. I'm sorry, from Brian Matura. Uh, he's he's got his own. Poems now in lieu of the absence of Dr. Seuss. Oh. And he he says, this one's called Red Paint, Blue Paint. Oh, good. Red Paint, Blue Paint, what's that smell? Red Paint, Blue Paint, I can't tell. Red Paint, Blue Paint, maybe Pat knows why. Red Paint, Blue Paint, write it down and try. Red Paint, Blue Paint, freshen up the wall. Red Paint, Blue Paint, Patrick makes a call. <laughs> and here's one called Love Kenny... That. Here's one called Kenny Kills a Coyote. Oh. A Kenny Kills a Coyote. A Kenny Kills a Coyote. A Kenny Kills a Coyote. Oh, my. A Kenny Kills a Coyote. His new kind of high. A Kenny Kills a Coyote. He's back at DK Mags. A Kenny Kills a Coyote. He's home with three full bags. A Kenny Kills a Coyote. Long gone from Lutville is Kenny Kills a Coyote. Happily home in Hicksville. Also, there's Clever. one meatloaf, two meatloaf, three mo. Three meatloaf, four. One meatloaf, two meatloaf, three meatloaf, four. It's a Reavers, it's a Reavers. Someone locked the door. One meatloaf, two meatloaf, three meatloaf, four. Yada, yada, town ball, what is the score? One meatloaf, two meatloaf, three meatloaf, four. Reavers, 94, Spencer, 24. One meatloaf, two meatloaf, three meatloaf, four. Oh, no, it's a Reavers with another story and score. Talking about the meatloaf, of course, at Grunhoffers, oh, which is yeah. absolutely fantastic. There are three kinds, the meatloaf, the town ball meatloaf, and the Minnesota meatloaf. This is in addition to uh, hundred more than 100 flavors of brats. This is in addition to the burgers, the steaks, the ham. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to get your Easter ham. Those double-smoked hams at Grunhoffers are the best. I, I'm a kind of a ham connoisseur because I don't like ham. So there's really only one kind I like, and that's the kind you get at Grunhoffers. Ham? Ham is fantastic. Not a ham guy. Not a ham guy. But, but a double-smoked ham from Grunhoffers That's the kind I can eat. exceptionally top shelf. That's the kind I can eat. They're fantastic. Mm. They've, I don't like ham that, that has a soft uh, texture. I like to bite into a piece of ham that tastes like a piece of meat. Exactly. And that's, that's what you get right. at Grunhoffers. That's you right. You don't want that other stuff you get elsewhere that where the grandmas in the apartment buildings. Oh, yeah. Where it all smelled like boiled yeah. <laughs> It's the same smell that's in one every of the, That's building. a smell from my youth, man. <laughs> yes. I, as a paper boy, former paper boy, I completely know what you're saying. But you get one the of, good hams at Grunhoffers. One of my grandmas had a, lived in an apartment. And Was this when fancy? You went, uh, is this fancy or not fancy, Grandma? This was fancy, Grandma. Okay. She always wore high heels. Uh, and you walked in that building. You were Somebody was having boiled something. <laughs> somebody was having dumplings and boiled ham. Yes. Which, oh. uh, which oh. room was she up there? Yeah, what floor was she on? I don't know. Second, third floor. <laughs> Hey, my, it's a, that was the greatest. It's okay. My mom lives here, and yeah. They, oh yeah, what what unit is she in? Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, you can get there. Yeah, you can get. You can go left. I can find it. Yeah, she's up there. I get you. She'll be poking her head out to make sure I go to the right one. Yeah, okay. uh, it's Grunhoffers God in Forest Lake. It's 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 the favorite favorite meat emporium of garage logicians. And if you haven't been there, you've got to do yourself a favor and try right this up stuff. On the left. I think it's a corner, a corner <laughs> it's unit. Absolutely the best 
Will you quit trying to despoil my Grunhofer's All ham? All right, Grunhofer's ham. It's delicious. <laughs> well, I'm just reminding people. You got Easter around the corner. Yes. That's the ham you want. Mm-hmm. And then Order as long now. as you're there, Don't be get, stupid. get everything else. The seasonings and the, the jerky and the cheeses. Oh, my God, it's everything. It's a fun place to go. I went. I go on a Saturday once in a while, and it is. It's like Garage Logic Old Home Care Week. It's you're just making amazing. turkey burgers on the grill, like I did with the griddle. Yeah. They have it there. They have ground turkey. Spice it up. It's healthy. It's delicious. It's Grunhofer's. Where else? Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. Here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. I always try to figure out Dill's influence when I hear new pieces. What what's this sound? I like, believe Such? this one is labeled corn dog blues. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, that would be great to have this behind. I think me. he has a bit of an original ear, don't you? Oh, oh very much so. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah. He's an amazing kid. Uh, another thing that's amazing is trainingndt.com, the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. The one thing the salon will not change is that no matter what becomes of the world, we will still need non-destructive testing techs. And that's an education the Failed Academy cannot give you. The website, trainingndt.com, the Failed Academy, they also can't give you a 92% chance of job placement or a guaranteed salary that will continue to grow as your experience does. Of course, I'm talking about, yeah, the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing there in Baxter, Minnesota. But wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Before you get to go to Baxter and get housed in a newly renovated hotel owned by the Institute, you complete six months of online study courses at trainingndt.com. That's where you learn the basics. Then it's to Baxter for in-class hands-on study for a month. And it really gets amazing then. While you're there... Companies from around the globe show up to wine and dine you and convince you to work for them. Companies from aerospace and construction, aviation, uh, manufacturing, oil, gas development, you name it. What exactly is non-destructive testing? Let's ask the fireworks commissioner himself. Joe, what is non-destructive testing? You don't show up at a bridge abutment with a sledgehammer and start banging on the concrete. You show up with sophisticated listening devices and uh, and discontinuity and and discontinence discontinuities. Something with money annuities. Yeah, yeah. Check, check for discontinuity. That's right. I do That's that right. about once a day. Yeah. yeah so do I. <laughs> GLers. In fact, the older you get, the more you got to check. Exactly. For exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Uh, GLers, behold your future. It's at tradingndt.com. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I went to Fratelloni's yesterday. Okay. My, my Fratelloni's, Grand yep. and Dale, because uh, they do have good hardware. And by hardware, I'm talking hardware nuts, bolts, washers. That's hardware, stainless steel, brass, bronze, whatever I need. And I, I had the idea that I'm going to doll up the license plate uh, uh, holder. Uh, I I got a car from Schmelz like in chain, January. The, the chain link I, thing? Uh, no, I finally broke down and got the, the Fiat Spider. And I specifically told the kid, uh, "Do I'm not putting a front license plate on it. Do not mount the bracket 
uh, to which I would have to attach a front license plate. And they say, okay, we got it, we got it. Well, sure enough, they forgot that. That's okay. Uh, I suppose it's, it's I'm, to be legal, I should have a front license plate on it yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's against the law. No, I know, but my theory was I could always tell the copper, well, I mean, I, I don't use the car that often. I'm just trying to keep it looking cool, whatever. So anyway, so they put it on. So I tried to think, what can I do to doll up the, the, the hardware? And I, so I went to find some caps, some black caps that I intended to pop uh, over the hex head little screws that are holding the license plate on. And I went in and I bought about eight different caps. And I, uh, then I, I left and I thought, no, these are the wrong kind of caps. So I went back and I got okay. some more. Uh, I wasn't making them rich, but I know everybody there now, and one guy in particular always helps me with hardware, so I bought a bunch of that stuff. And uh, sure enough, I did it. I, I've, uh, I've, I've created an aesthetic uh, pleasantry uh, that I didn't have before. Now, that's not much. I didn't, I didn't make anybody rich at Fratelloni's, but they got the patients, they got the staff, and they got the hardware. Row and row, you know. No bird slide seed? out drawer, slide out drawer after slide out drawer of hardware. Hmm. No bird seed. I don't. I got more bird seed than I know what to do yeah. with. Hey, um, I have a question. Speaking of license plates, you guys remember I bought that vehicle in Illinois back on January fourth? Yes. Well, a thought occurred to me because I, you know, the 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 agency that wants to combat uh, climate change and wants to take care of all of our uh, health related problems. They haven't sent me my plates yet, the state of Ooh. Minnesota. Right. It's right. been two months. Right. Um, but the reason I called is because I thought, well, I have an out-of-state uh, dealership tag on the back of my vehicle, and I saw a report that, you know, that random vehicles that are out-of-state might be stopped in the downtown area because of what they might be perceiving with the trial going on. You see what I'm saying? Uh, very good point. Tell me this. Have you received your title? Uh, no. Jeez. So that's your state of Minnesota in a nutshell right there. Uh, well, I got my new Fiat in J- January 27th. I took it home. I got the title today. Mm-hmm. Six weeks later? That's pretty good, isn't it? Well, I don't know. But I would assume I would have received something by now. And I've, got, I've gotten no, I got no plates and I got no title, Gil. I'm not still bad. <laughs> Wait, you know here. what that car is? It's a baby Ferrari. <laughs> well, it, how many miles are on it? Right now, 62 maybe. I mean, I, I don't take it out in this well. I did take it out yesterday, uh, but I haven't been taking it out. Were those 62 highway or city miles? <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, the, those would include the miles on the freeway from driving it home on January 27th from mm. Schmelz. But she wasn't trailered in, right? Oh no! I brought her. Home. I, I drove it. Yeah. I drove it. I drove it. Did you run the numbers? Yeah. You kick some tires and run the zero percent numbers. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, Schmelz is rejoining us. Oh, yep. they are nice. And, of course they are. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just wait till they rejoin us, and okay. then I'll have to tell you the story of this of this car. Does it still have its original catalytic converter? Well, I'm sure it does, Matt. Uh, Be careful out there, Joe. Did you leave the sticker in the window? No, but I have the sticker. I said, I said, save every piece of paper. They did because uh, I'm treating it as though 
it was I could walk into a dealership back in the day and buy a new Triumph or MG, which of course I could not do back in the day. And this car is the closest you can come to that to that kind of sports car. It's Rook, the closest you can come. Rook, you know how we're always trying to uh, add new inventory to the Garage Logic uh, Facebook page yes. and GarageLogic.com. Maybe we could explore. I don't know once a month car talk with the rookie. I think it. I would. If you have in. questions. How to solve? How does how does the regular guy solve the problem? Well, you know, that's the a, point. You don't. That's why you're right, in well, trouble is, all the this time. This is this is my offer to people. Yeah. I hear like a clicking noise. Yeah. Turn the music up. You won't hear the clicking noise anymore. If I were you, I would take the distributor cap off, tip it upside down, right up. fill it with sea foam, and then as fast as possible, without any letting any spill, put it back put on it the back uh, on. Put it back on as fast as possible. That would be my bit. Seafoam would fix everything. <laughs> Electrical issues. And if you can't, no, no. you try to go to Ace Hardware. And if you can't do that, you go to Schoonover or you go to Schmelz. No, here's what your bit would be. It's the same as the Chris Rock bit with Robitussin. Just put a little tussin on that. Put a little tussin on you there. You would just do fine. it with seafoam. Seafoam. <laughs> Only. I got a tear in my seat. Throw a little seafoam on it. Get it right back in together. <laughs> Only. Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, <laughs> South Africa, where our friend Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota history. It was on this date in 1858 yes, sir. that Douglas County was formed. Mm. Hey. Its, its name honors Stephen A. Douglas of Illinois, who advocated for Minnesota's statehood. And it was on this date in 1920 that the U.S. Supreme Court settled a boundary squabble between Minnesota and Wisconsin over control of the Duluth Harbor, hmm. finding in Minnesota's favor. But best of all, you got on a, this date... You got a doozy? Yep. On this date in 1892, a snowstorm covered Duluth on this day and the next. Many people had to exit their houses through second-story windows. Wow. Okay, so that, that's all I needed. I went down that rabbit hole and looked this baby up, it was a two-day storm, March 8 and 9 in 1892. 70-mile-an-hour winds off the lake, 20-foot drifts all throughout Duluth. Second-story windows that weren't blocked had to be used to get out of the house. Three ships were lost on the lake. I was going to say. It was a doozy. It was a hell of a storm. And uh, Electric poles down everywhere, I'm everything. sure. Everything, man, it was, it was something. March well, 8th was and Was Wi-Fi 9th. down? Yeah. Wi-Fi was yeah, down. You, cell phones didn't work. Electricity. Just a mate. 70 mile an hour winds, 20 foot drifts. Now, the I wild Spirit like Mountain that. was just rocking, though, I bet. I don't want anybody to die. I'm sure that those ships were in trouble. But if you're going to get a storm, get a storm. Mm -hmm. These little non factors we've had ain't worth bleep. Yeah. But maybe we'll get a couple of our April blizzards like we have the past couple of years. And this was once again called what? am I what? hearing? Uh, You're not hearing anything. Matt oh. Dillon. <laughs> this was called what, Reavers? Rook, this is This Day in History? Yep. Close Thank it you. out. Thank you. Not only did you not do any work for that sounder, you even forget to play that. Right. It's difficult. It's, uh, it's not very memorable. I'm going to have to work on another one. Mm -hmm. I might, for next week, I think I'm going to come back, or for Friday. For Friday, we're going to come back with, uh, you're going to be surprised. Can you come back tomorrow for Patrick, or you have other obligations? We're negotiating that uh, as we speak. We're negotiating that as we speak. Yeah. Well, if you need me to put in a word, just tell me. So there will not be a Monday Night Sports Talk today. We will be doing Monday Night Sports Talk on Tuesday. 
Do you realize that by Wednesday we could be hearing our first claps of thunder? Oh, that would be fantastic. Wow. So we're going to get to 57 or 60 possibly, but then knock down to 44 end of the week Yeah, here yeah. locally. And then the 10-day forecast doesn't really have us out of the 40s. Kenny, what do you My think? God, it's like Big listening country, to what do you old think? hands at it's like listening to the old hands at the old folks' home chatter away in between commercial. God, just Big shut country. up and wrap the show up. Talk on that Thank you, G. Ellers. Talk on that Bye, G. Ellers. Thank you. He's gone. He out. He's he out. having a bad day. Five thousand. I'm having a great hair day. Yes, if you, you are. I really am. You know what else is having a great day? The Garage Logic YouTube channel with. The most popular video of the week last week, Joe. You'll be happy to hear this. The Green Dot. Rookie's Green Dot Discovery. Where is yep. it? I don't have it anymore. Yeah, we, uh, yeah we what got, happened? We got, I, I don't know. We got rid of the Green Dot. Rook, what else should the GLers be doing for well, us? Well, aside from subscribing on that GarageLogic YouTube page, which is another rabbit hole where you'll find great stuff, if you are looking for any other podcast and, and you've got different tastes, well, PodMN is your clearinghouse. PodMN on your smartphone or on your computer, you can go to PodMN.com. And again, you should really listen to the latest Table Talk with the Rookies family. We were back for a Sunday, and it was, it was it pleasant. It was pleasant. We'll catch you next time.